Hey, good morning. Let's go ahead and open our Bibles to Psalm 23, shall we? A little update on Sandy. She, uh, she's back home now. She's uh, out of the hospital. They did a whole bunch of tests, and they don't have any results back yet. So I can't really tell you anything. So, But keep praying for her because you know how that is. It's very stressful, right? And everybody is... Uh, kind of on the edge until you kind of know what's going on. And... But God is faithful. He's with us in the middle of the fire. And, uh, you know, I talk with her. You know, the Lord is, even in the valley of the shadow of death, He is with us. He's there with us. We don't need to fear everything because He's right there with us. He's faithful. So last week we looked at uh, verse 4, the last part of verse 4. I probably should turn there. Too, huh? I'm getting distracted here. That never happens to you, right? Psalm 23, verse 4. But first I want to read this. Uh, Praise be to the Lord, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort. I love that. The God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God. So God is the God of all comfort. He comforts us, and then we can, because what we have learned and how we have experienced the love and the comfort of God, we can then comfort other people. And as I said last time, He kind of uses us as His body and and, uh, to to help other people. The, The part we looked at last week, just a little bit of review, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's why I quoted this verse, because... Uh, he's the God of all comfort, and then it says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And we looked at the, the different ways, you know, the rod is the rod of protection, that he protects us, and if God is for us, who can be against, who can be against us? The battle is ultimately his, and we have to trust him. And I was thinking about this, you know, one of the reasons we study the Word is because our minds, we, get, we do get distracted by all kinds of stuff, and so for us to think about and to focus in on what it's saying here will change us and it change our outlook for sure, change our perspective for sure. So the fact that he is, his rod and his staff, they comfort us, he protects us, and he also corrects us as well. And that's, that's not something we always like and we shouldn't despise it, we shouldn't hate it like, like uh, it talked about in the Proverbs. But, but actually receive it from the Lord because he does it. Why? Because he loves us. Those whom he loves, he corrects. I like that quote. He said, uh, McDonald said, we need this ministry from time to time. <laughs> the staff, the staff of support, you know, where we lean on him. It's, it's, a, it's a picture of us trusting in him. It's a picture of us holding on to Him as He holds us up, as we rely on Him. There's a comfort in that. And then the last part there, the guidance, that He, he keeps us on the path. He keeps us in the, in the path that He has, that, that straight and narrow path. It's not a wide path, it's a narrow path. He's got a, a path picked out for us, and, and he'll, He's faithful. He's, he's able to show us 
So all these things, they bring us comfort, and, and uh, maybe some of the things you wouldn't think that would bring me comfort, but God, God's ways are higher than our ways. We talked about that, too. And, and he knows what he's doing. He said in Isaiah 51, he says, I, even I, am he who comforts you. So where are you going to go for comfort? Who are you going to look to when you need the comfort? You've got to go to him. You've got to go to him. So... Today, I want to talk about the next part, but first I want to look at this. Okay, what's your favorite part? Some of that, I don't even know what that is, but... Right there, the stuffing, I got that part. My wife makes the best stuffing. You got a secret ingredient. It's raisins. You got to put raisins in there. Oh, yeah. So... So it's Thanksgiving this week, and, you know, we're going to spread out this huge table, right? And, and it's a time to give thanks. Everybody, you know, we think about that for all the blessings that we have. You know, but it's, it's a lot more than that, isn't it? And those of you that, that are actively involved in it, you know, you've got to plan ahead, right? You, you start to plan, you think ahead. And th- how many of you are having, like, more than 10 people at your house on Thursday? A few of you. How, more than 20? I talked to my brother the other day. They're going to have like 30 people at his house in San Diego. So, but to do that, you've got you to plan ahead. And you got, then you have to invite people. Well, who do you want to invite or who do you not want to invite? Did I say that? You know, and then, the, then you've got to go shopping. You've got to get all the stuff. You've got to look for the little coupons in the paper to get the 89 cent per pound. Did you get it, Kelly? Oh, I'm sorry. Then you then you got to get everything together, and then and then you got to like start cooking, and that takes like a long time, right? If you're going to cook a, a turkey, my mom used to start the night before and let it cook all night, so you'd, you'd smell that turkey cooking all night long. And then you got to you know get the table set. You got to set up the table, set everything out there. And, and everything's got to be in its right place, you know, it's all got to be done just right. And then what? And then someone's got to say, it's time, right? And then you pray. And then you jump in, right? You just, I hate to use the word pig out, but... That's kind of what, what happens, isn't it? All these things, you know, so, so it, it's very complex, isn't it? It isn't just like you show up. Now, I like the idea of showing up at the, the restaurant. It's all ready to sit down. It's like, yeah, boom, it's there. But there's something missing, right? I mean, and, and don't feel bad if, if that's what you have planned this year. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kind of cool. And tell me what time I'll meet you there. But it's complex. Somebody, even in the restaurant, somebody had to do all this stuff. It's, it's all this preparation. It's all these things. And, and, but, but what we see in Psalm 23 there, in verse 5, let's read it together. He says, you, who's he talking to? You, he's talking to the Lord. He says in verse 1, the Lord, L-O-R-D, capital L-O-R-D. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. So it's the Lord that's setting this table. Again, like I said, you know, we, we, we need to focus here and think about what is that, what is he saying? What is he saying? The Lord has set a table. He said, you prepare a table before me. You have set this table. Now, I, I think, and, and, I, and I look at this, and I think that this is for us now, in our lives now, today. It's also going to be in the future, isn't it? Because what does it say in the book of Revelation? There's going to be a wedding supper, wedding feast of the Lamb. It's going to be incredible. I don't know if they're going to have all that stuff. Probably better, more. But that's yet to come. But, but now, even now, he has, he has this spread for us. He has, he has this spread. He's spread a table. He's prepared. He's thought about it. It's all something that he's put a lot of effort into. And he's done it for you. He's done it for me. And David knew it. He, he understood it. And David had a lot of troubles and trials in his lives, as we'll talk about in a minute. But, but he, he knew it. He said, you prepare a table before me. The New Living Translation, I like this. He says, you prepare a feast for me. You prepare a feast for me. And I think that's what it is, that God is preparing. He's prepared this table for you and I. Now, now is, it, is it a literal table right there in front of you? Well, I think sometimes He provides the food for our tables. Well, not sometimes. All the time. But I think it's way more than just food on a table, isn't it? It's, it's all that He's created, all that He's done for us, all that He is working. And David, as I said, he knew it. God has arranged these things. He's put them out. He's set the table. He's, he's prepared. And someone asked the question, what did it cost him to do all this work, this preparation? Ultimately, it cost him the life of his son, didn't it? Ultimately, that song we sing, that line that says, I'll, I'll never know how much it costs to see my sins upon that cross. We'll never know how much how much did it cost for him to prepare all that he's done for us it wasn't nothing how much you know how much work goes into when someone prepares this feast at the house you'll be going to or the house you are at it wasn't it, it, it cost something it, it, it involved a lot of effort and thought and care and that's what he does for us that's what he does for you do you know that do you appreciate that? You know, again, we, we just go on about our lives and we're not thinking about that. But when we stop to focus and think about what God says in his word, we, we say, wow, is that true for me? That you have put together a feast of thanksgiving for me? That you have put together a banquet, a feast for me? Now, if you think about, you know, uh, in, in the time of, of kings, when there were kings, and the king would have a table, if you can picture a king having a table the king's table was always what the very best the most you read about what happened at, at, at solomon's table like that was insane but we're talking about the king of kings now we're talking about the lord of lords and he's he's prepared a table for you and i for for us and he's spread out all these blessings for us that that as 
one man said he purchased for us with his own precious blood. I want you to turn with me to the book of Ephesians in the New Testament because it, it doesn't just stop with Psalm 23. Ephesians chapter 1, there's a few verses I, wanna, I want you to read with me there in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, look what it says. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Do you see that? He has blessed us. He's already done it. He's, he's done it in Christ. Every spiritual blessing in Christ. Do we know that? Do we appreciate that? Do we even think about that? All that He has given to you and to me. Every spiritual blessing. Jump down to verse 6. There's all much more, but we, we don't have time to read every verse. Verse 6, to the praise of His glorious grace, which He has freely given us. In the one he loves, in him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. Our sins are all forgiven in accordance with the riches of God's grace. The riches of his grace that he's poured out upon us. One more. Jump down to verse 17. This is part of Paul's prayer for the Ephesians and it's a prayer for us. As well, verse 17, he says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and His incomparably great power for us who believe. Paul's prayer, he talked in, in, in the first section there, verse 3, and all the, all the things that God has given, all the spiritual blessings He's given to us. And now he prays for them. He says, I basically, he says, I want you to know that. You need to know that. You need to know. First of all, you need to know Him better. How else are we going to know? How else are we going to uh, appreciate it? if we don't really know Him. And we can always know Him better. Isn't that true? And then he says that we should know the hope to which He's called us, this incredible, blessed hope, the confident expectation of heaven. And the, and the third thing is that we would know His power, that we, that we would know that incomparably Great power for us who believe. So, so he's done all these things for us. He's set this table, and, and he wants us to know what's on the table. He wants us to know all the things that he's done for us. How are we going to know that? Well, primarily how? Right here, right? Primarily, how do we know what he's done? He, he's spelled it out for us, but if we never read it, we never study it, how are we ever going to know? That's why these people who have been persecuted and put, put in prison. And, 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 and what do they hold on to when they're, when they're in those cells? They hold on to little scraps of the Scripture that they have memorized or that they have 
happen to have a little scrap of paper that they're going to hold on to and, and, and regard that as like gold. This banquet, he's prepared a table before you, before me. That's incredible, isn't it? But, but not only that, uh, what, what, does, what does David say? He's prepared a table before me, what? In the presence of my enemies. I found this painting, and that's like incredible. Like it's kind of an interesting style. But, but this is exactly the, the verse that he's painted this for. I can't remember his name. I probably shouldn't even have it up here because it's probably copyrighted. So if you're watching this, come and find me. But isn't that what it is? He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Are you going to have any enemies? Do you have any enemies? Absolutely. We can't get away from them. You know, we, we, we'd like it all to be really nice. We have this banquet and then no problems anywhere around us. But is that the way it happens on Thanksgiving for you? Do you, do you is it nothing bad ever happens? You don't ever burn anything? You don't ever have a problem somewhere that you're thinking about? This word enemy literally means adversary or things which bind up. Things which bind up, that cause distress, that cause pressure. Uh, one of the words they translate as harassers. And, and someone said this, you know, in the presence of my haters. You got any haters? You know, we have, we have all these things, you know, and, and, but can we still appreciate and love the table that he's given to us and, and prepare for us despite all these things that are around us? He says, in the presence of my enemies. And, and again, that literally means in the face of, in, in their face, in the face of. You see their faces. You prepare a table before me in the face of my enemies. David had enemies, didn't he? You and I have enemies, all kinds of enemy, enemies. But when God sets the table, he says, you know what, I'm going to set this table for you. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. I'm going to work it out. And, and there's this sense of peace. There's, there's this sense of, of, of it's okay in the middle of the, the enemies, in the middle of the trouble, in the middle of what's going on. Why? Because we're focusing not on the enemies, which we do sometimes, right? You focus on the enemy and guess, what, guess what you're going to, what's going to happen. Like Peter, you're going to be, start to sink. But if you focus on what the Lord has done in the table that he set, like, I can't believe that you have done this for me. Yeah, there's enemies, but you have done all that for me. You gave your life for me. You've given me every spiritual blessing in Christ. You have set this table with all these incredible blessings in my life. You see how, what I'm talking about? A kind of a shift of where we're looking and what we're thinking about. And, and God's Word does that for us. The, the King James Bible uh, Version Bible Commentary says this, speaking about this, he says, there's nothing hurried. There's no confusion. Why? Because we are with the great shepherd. Even in the midst of our enemies, there's perfect peace. I, I think about that verse in Isaiah chapter 26 often. And it goes like this, you will keep me in perfect peace. You, some of you know that verse? 
He said, that will keep me in perfect peace for, because my mind is stayed on you. In other words, I'm focused on you. And then he says, because I trust in you. You'll keep me in perfect peace. It doesn't mean that everything goes away. All perfect peace means that, you know, all the problems are solved, no enemies, nothing bad, nothing that, that but, but, but to keep focused on him and what he's done, who he is. That's not always easy to do. Like I said, I get very distracted, right? I was uh, praying. I was in the hospital praying, you know, for someone. And I heard somebody in a few rooms down crying out. I'm going like, is that a distraction or what? So what did we do? We just prayed for that person too. But, but, but we all get distracted. Some of you are distracted right now. So let's focus for a second here. We got this table. It's Thanksgiving. We got a table. The Lord has set this table for you. For you. Amazing. Despite the enemies, despite what might or might not happen. One person said this wild animals may surround them. He's going back to the image of the sheep, the shepherd and the sheep. He said, wild animals may surround them but they can feed in safety under the protection of the heavenly shepherd. The enemies didn't go away, but the shepherd's there with them, protecting the sheep from those enemies, you see. I think you got the picture, right? So I'm going to change the slide because I don't know how long I can keep it up there without going to jail. But look at that. Look how peaceful he is. He, you see the oil, you see the, the cup overflowing. It's, it's kind of hard to see, but it, it is sort of dribbling down his fingers there, overflowing. You anoint my head with oil, David said. Now, you say, well, what's that got to do with what he's talking about here? It's got a lot to do with it because in, in those times, when someone would come to your house, if, if you thought they were somebody special you would honor them by actually anointing their head with oil, right? You would pour oil on their head. Now, you and I today, like if someone did that, if you went to someone's house and they poured oil on your head, you're like, man, I'm leaving. Like, what is it? I got to go home and take a shower. I get this oil all off me. But, but, you know, they didn't have showers every day back then. They didn't have all the stuff that you and I have today. So actually oil in, in the head was something that, you know, was good. But it showed honor. And so David says, you anoint my head with oil. In other words, the Lord is honoring him by, by blessing him. That's kind of cool, isn't it? You remember in the gospel, there was a gal who came to Jesus and she poured perfume on his feet. The whole house was filled with the fragrance of it. Incredible. But Jesus said this to the host to the host of the house, the one that was there, whose house it was. He said this, you did not pour oil or put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. See, that's the picture. Now, sheep, you know, so, it, you know, obviously the Bible has more than one uh, illustration of this, but, 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 you know, the guests, I think, is the primary uh, picture that we have here in Psalm 23. 
But there are other pictures too. The sheep, uh, the, the shepherd would pour oil on the head of the sheep as well to, to kind of, you know, from the parasites to keep them back. And if there are any scratches and cuts to kind of bring kind of soothing uh, ointment to the, to the head of the sheep, that, that's one of the pictures as well. I think we need that too sometimes, right? The priests, they would, they would have oil poured on their head to set them apart for their work. You and I need to have our heads anointed to serve. If we're going to serve the Lord, we can't do it. Apart from Him, we can do nothing. So for Him to pour oil on our heads to, to consecrate us, to set us apart, to serve Him. The kings, they would be, uh, have oil poured on their heads for when they were you know, coronated. But for us as believers, this applies to every single one of us that that we have the Holy Spirit poured out upon us. We have the Holy Spirit living within us. How do I know it? It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, he, Now it is God who both makes us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. And He set His seal of ownership on us and put His Spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. He's given us His Holy Spirit. He's anointed us. Every one of us as believers. David said, you anoint my head with oil. It's not just back then. It's not just David and, and the, the shepherd. We have it for us today. 1 John chapter 2, he says, you have an anointing from the Holy One. He says, the anointing you receive from Him remains in you. You have this anointing. You have this, the oil of, of His presence, the oil of the Holy Spirit poured out upon us. We have that. Now, do you ever think about that? Do you, do you ever wonder about that? Do you ever feel that way? Now, it isn't something we always do, but again, the, the Word of God to, to bring our focus back onto, God, what have you done in my life? He said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. I love what Spurgeon said. I found this quote. He said, May we live in the daily enjoyment of this blessing, receiving a fresh anointing for every day's duties. We sang that song, you know, I just want you. And Spurgeon saying that as well every day. Lord, I need you today. I want you today. I, I need your help today. I need a fresh anointing for, for, for whatever it is that I'm going to face in this day, today. I need you. You anoint my head with oil. It wasn't a one-time thing. And the last picture there uh, David gives here is he says, you, you, oops, there it is. He said, you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. In other words, it's, it's kind of just overflowing because, because so much has been poured into it. It's abundant. It's saturated. It's, it's like running over. Now, do you think that he's just talking about a cup that we drink out of? Do you? Anybody? Everybody? Just want to see if you're... Haven't been distracted. 
It's not just a physical cup with water or any other kind of liquid, is it? It's really, it's, it's everything. It's our lives, this picture of our lives. My cup. My cup runs over. My cup is overflowing. My life, the, the life that I have, it's, it's, it's absolutely running over. David said in another place in Psalm 16, listen carefully because I'm going to quote it. He said, Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. And the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I love that verse. I go back to that verse uh, frequent. I've got it underlined and, and, and squared in my Bible because it's so powerful. God has, has a sign for me. He knows what my life should be about. He's got a cup for me. He's planned out my life. He's planned out your life. And he's filling that cup up, and it's like overflowing. And he says, he says, the boundary lines, my cup, the boundary lines of my cup, my life, what he's planned for me, and it's not all the same, right? My cup isn't the same as your cup, right? If, if you're like most people, you look in your cupboard and you might have some mugs in there, and there's like all different kinds of mugs, unless you're like, uh, you know, uh, one of these uh, ADHD people. Is that right? ADD, ADHD, where every cup has to be exactly the same, right? But if you look in our cupboard, you know, there's like all these different kinds of mugs, right? And, and, and they're all different. And that's like you and I. We're all different. We all look different. You can't all look as good as me. I'm sorry. But we're all different. You all look incredible. You are all so good looking to me. Why? When I think about it, because God made you that way. God made me this way, you know, to accept this cup that he's given. My cup runs over. It's the cup that, that I have. David had a cup. He said, you have assigned me my portion of my cup. You made my lot secure. And, and it's pleasant places. You've surrounded me. And I have a delightful inheritance. My cup runs over. I really think... I really think that what he's saying right here, this is, this is a response. That's what I think. I think that he says, my cup runs over when he thinks about this table that God has set for him, the Lord has set for him. The fact that God has anointed him and pours out his love and his Holy Spirit upon him. I think that, that when he says this, it's just a response. My cup is running over. It's more than I can even like hold. One person said this, when we think of all the riches of grace, which we have in Christ Jesus, we, we burst forth with a grateful acknowledgement, my cup runs over. When we realize all that he's done, my cup runs over. Like I, I can't even hold this in. All that he has done, all that he is doing, all that he's going to do, all that he's given, all that... He is giving to us all that He is going to give to us. We proclaim, my cup runs over. So, all that to say, you know, it's Thanksgiving. And it's a time to give thanks for all the blessings that we've been given. 
even in the face of our enemies. He's prepared this table for us in the presence of our enemies. And some of you, I hate to say it, but might even have some of the enemies around your table with you. God help you. But he has still prepared a table no matter what we are facing in this life. And, and he still is pouring out his love and grace and mercy upon you and upon me. It's more than any of us can even hold. He said, my cup runs over. Let's pray together, shall we? Lord, we thank you for your word. It's incredible. It's powerful. It's living. It's active. It's, it gets into the very heart of who we are. And, and I think it's good. It, it kind of changes our perspective. It changes the way we think. Lord, help us to, to focus on you, that our, our minds would be stayed on you, that we would know that peace in the middle of our enemies. As we sang, we we raise a hallelujah in the presence of our enemies. We don't, we're not going to let them stop us from worship, from praise, from adoration, from thinking about all that, that you are and what you've done. Lord, I pray for each one of us that our minds would be uh, open to know you better, to know the hope that you have for us, to know the power that you've given to us. That we would know who know you in, in a deeper way, Lord. God, I, pr I pray for each one of us, Lord. We're, we're here, and, and for some of us, there are so many enemies, so many troubles, so much stuff going on. How could we even give thanks is what we're thinking, but help us, help that person, and you know who you are if that's you, to look to the shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. If you've surrendered to him, the Lord is your shepherd. And he's done the same for you. He's with you in the valley, the shadow of death. He's with you. All the things around, the harassers, the things that harass. Lord, we look to you. Thank you, Jesus, that you died that we could have everything on that table. You gave your life, Jesus. You died on that cross to pay the price for my sin, that, that we could have our sins all forgiven, and that we could have the eternal life that you promised to give us because of what you did. You, it cost you everything that our tables would be set with all the spiritual blessings in Christ. I pray now, too, for any that maybe they've never, never uh, experienced the, the love of Jesus. I pray for you today that you could open your heart and life today and simply let him in. He wants to bless you. He wants to pour out his love upon your life. How great is your love. We sang about it. You can have it, too, if you do not have it. All you need to do is pray and say, Jesus ask you into my life. I don't understand it, but I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me, cleanse me, and be my Lord and be my Savior today. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Let's all stand together and sing, shall we?